0: It's the Cannon Cruisers, I'm JD And I'm Randy, and today
1: we checked out the 1980 Cannon Classic Uh, What are we calling it this time? Are we calling it Teen Mothers or Seed of Innocence?
0: We can call it either one, it doesn't really
1: make much of a difference
0: Teen Mothers, as it's known in the US And Seed of Innocence, as it was known in one place for one showing A story, a lurid
1: story of Uh. teens getting it on, and then having children and having to run away... Sorry, having a child and running away to New York. The sleazy streets of New York.
0: Yeah, okay. I wouldn't even call it a sleazy movie. Okay, so... It's like it wants to be, but it's not really.
1: It looks like it's trying to be one of those weird, like, edutainment one talking about the, like the perils of becoming a teen parent.
0: Like an after school special? See,
1: like an after school special but then you're like oh it's Ken so it's going to be a little bit more lurid and a little bit more sleazy and trashy and oh there's going to be a lot more nudity and oh there's mm. going to be Angel or Angel 2 type of situation or Angel 3 mm. but no, no it was no. They, they literally start the movie at the point of the child's conception in mm. a barn with nudity mm-hmm. and then the only other nudity we get in the movie
0: is a female toddler. Yeah. And that's it. Pretty much. It, there isn't a whole lot here that would be... you'd think of as canon-specific.
1: 1980s! So it's like, this is the type of like late, late 70s. 70s type of stuff that'd be filming. It's like, oh, you're, you're expecting to be, like I said, more sleazy, more lurid. And no. it just came off as a
0: it's not. slightly grimier after-school special... Yeah, because they go to a strip club a couple of points, and that's about... And they said fuck once in the whole movie. For some reason. No, because
1: he got very angry at the... Was it at the teen mother? Or at the... (laughs) Sorry, at... Alice.
0: Alas! It it wasn't necessary, regardless.
1: After he quit his job, and before, she randomly decides to go out and turn tricks. (laughs) After I jokingly said that.
0: So... So So what's...
1: So, can you explain the story better than I did? The movie is about a couple... Who have premarital relations. 15 and 16, respectively, even though they're played by 25 and 26,
0: respectively. Because that's how it always worked. And they look that way. Because that's how it's always worked in Hollywood. It starts out. Unless
1: you're you're
0: Brooke Shields. It starts out with them having extramarital affairs. She gets concepted, for lack of a better term. She gets knocked up. Okay, fine. We'll say she got knocked up. And then obviously the parents find out there's a whole rigmarole about it. And she, she gets, gets sent to, to a convent. She gets sent to a convent, and the mother won't tell her anything about her. So he goes to the convent and gets her and brings her to New York, where they end up spending a year with the baby.
1: year or two? We don't know because time has no meaning in this
0: world. No, the, the way the time works in this movie, sometimes even in the same scene, is it really goes fast. You get from one point to the other one. It's so quickly, you're not even really sure how much time has happened, has passed. Like, the movie literally begins with, Oh, oh, oh babe, that was so good.
1: Boobies. Oh, I hope nothing com- happens from this to her collapsing because she's pregnant.
0: In the next scene, basically. In the
1: next scene, yeah. Like, literally within five minutes of the movie, you're like, oh... Don't forget, oh, it's going to be one of those movies. Don't
0: forget the scene where one of the teen mother, mothers in the convent has abdominal pains, gets taken in the infirmary in the same scene, and two seconds later, the nun comes out and says, oh, yeah, we lost the baby.
1: No, she literally goes in the most robotic tone, Mary lost the baby. Mary's baby is gone. Like something along those lines. I don't remember the exact line because I was mocking it for a while, and then It was
0: all in the same scene with the same shot, and all that happened in like less than two minutes, and you're just like, Wait, what? How? Why did that happen? What happened? What? Wait, where where
1: are we? And then it leads to my favorite run in the whole movie of uh, the lead male character whose name I just forgot, uh, played by Tim Weed. I I, I remember that. I remember the other one because he walks in to the comic going, You have to let me see Alice. Mm -hmm. Alice? 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 Alice. Alice! Yeah. Alice! And he just runs around, the convent
0: yelling, Alice! Until he finds her. And, and he goes, Alice! And then they go off, and then the rest of the movie is them dealing with the pitfalls of Fear City-era New York and trying to find a way to get by. Which, well... I guess we could just say it's pretty typical stuff at that point where they he gets a job and uh, it becomes slice of lifey that, as hell at that point. And it goes pretty much that for most of the rest of the movie until randomly there's like a time skip after they have a the baby. Danny, his name is Danny. Yeah, there's a time skip after they have a baby of about a year for whatever reason. Even though the baby looks like she's about three. Yeah, there's this time skip, and then what happens after that point is uh, he can't live in the that place anymore. He gets mad. She gets mad. And then she decides to, you know what? I'm going to go and get a job. So the very first thing she decides to do is go and turn tricks.
1: Like, I was making a joke. like, oh, how long before she has to turn tricks? They introduced a prostitute at the beginning in the, in the first third of the movie is yeah. like how long before she's turning tricks on the street and and because this is a uh, informational, like, edutainmental, uh, yeah. grimy type of thing, how long until he becomes her pimp? Like, how... And it's like, no, that doesn't happen.
0: No, it just for some reason it's the first thing she thinks of doing and right when it's about to happen of course she decides i'm not going to do this and goes back home and the two of them finally reconcile and say let's go back home we've had enough of this and you figure okay that's an ending that's where we're going to leave this you think they're just gonna get on a freaking bus and then he goes
1: oh me and the captain oh yeah by the way the captain is his best friend who let he let the he let them live them for it. And, 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 the whole reason they became friends is that the captain stole his car at the beginning. hmm Sold it. Yep. Gave him a small amount of money that he had promised him and then let him stay with him and then they became best friends. And he <laughs> became the godfather of his uh, daughter. And then, at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. as they're going to get diapers for the baby, decides to shoplift, while black, a rubber duck. Have a gun pulled on him. by hmm a security guard. Mm-hmm. Danny knocks the gun out of the guy's hand and takes it for himself, tries to pay for the road to the duck, and when they walk out of the building, the black guy, Captain, gets shot over and over again by a New York City cop. So, 60 seconds of the film was the most
0: action-packed portion of this film. Which is very jarring compared to the rest of the movie. And
1: wait, and then they speedrun Captain dying to Danny being put into jail, to Danny being on trial, to Danny being sentenced to 18 uh, months on probation and being allowed to go back home with his
0: parents. Yeah, who, who are now... To freeze frame. ...in the courthouse, and apparently all the problems are solved, and now everything is going to go back to normal. It's the weirdest, most jarring... I don't even know how to describe it. It's the most weird and jarring conclusion to a movie we've seen in a while, because... No, of, you, you summarized
1: it the best when you when we're sitting there <laughs> going, what the what the... And you're just going that's the most canon ending I've seen it's like we yeah. ran out of time let's just end it end it just because end this freaking movie
0: if you were going to do a movie like this the obvious ending was where we just said it was where they had they reconciled let's go back home so the reconciled ending would have been to go back home and confront the parents, and then yeah, it's like that we're too, we're, have been look,
1: it. we're too young for it. We understand yes. the the things of our actions. We under, but we need a little bit of help. We we want to stay together. Yeah, do
0: you think that's and, where it's going? And it would have been it's like with the rest of the movie. Yeah,
1: it's like we, we it's like they go home. They eat crow a little bit. They they don't they keep the baby like a lot of teen parents do. And everybody, but the, and the parents just. Are simmering, uh, yeah, bo- like a simmering pot of like anger at them, and until they see the grandchild, then they go the, the baby, yeah, and then it's like it's family, and the, uh, that's yeah. the ending. No, it's speed run <laughs> to a freaking trial uh, in like uh, thirty seconds to him being put on probation <laughs> to
0: freeze frame. Yes, it's a random canon ex exca- ex. Exca- it's a random canon escalation that. Doesn't really have anything tonally to do with the rest of the movie. It just happens, and then it ends almost out of nowhere. It's like, it's this so This bizarre. should have been like a third of the movie. Like, this should have been like at least a quarter of the movie. No,
1: it was three minutes of the whole film at the end with yeah. like seven
0: minutes of credits. Because we were even saying like when we saw that uh, the, the point where they were reconciling and we saw there was only a little bit of time. Okay, this is, this is obvious where this is going. This like is literally the, the
1: moment she goes out to become a prostitute that she just decides because he quit his job. It's like, oh, you don't believe I can go out and earn money? I'm going to go earn money.
0: Oh,
1: Leo, watch my baby. And then she goes out to the prostitute and goes, okay, get me a client. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> that
0: was so weird. But it was also, like, like I said, very very canon films, which is strange considering how early this was in Canon's repertoire. This is their first real year, nineteen eighty.
1: And now, to rewind a little bit, that explains a lot mm-hmm. about the weirdness of it. Yeah. So Teen Mothers, aka Seat of Innocence,
0: mm-hmm.
1: starring Timothy Weed and Mary Cannon, the best name ever for a canon actress. Directed by mm-hmm. in his American U.S. North American debut as director,
0: yeah.
1: Boaz Davidson. Yeah, one of Canon Staples, with a screenplay written by Boaz Davidson oh. and co- and writer of the Land Before Time, that Don Bluth animated classic, Stu Krieger.
0: That's such a random person to have write
1: this. So, you have Boaz Davidson, mm-hmm. you know, the guy that would go on to find Millennium Pictures after a canon and all that, and become like the spiritual successor to that, yeah. and, and eventually put out frickin' The Expendables with a bunch of the same actors that they used to work with on canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, does really that explain that. why this movie was the most canon-ass canon film that we watched in the last few weeks, other than
0: Mannequin? Uh, I just wonder what it, the difference would have been if it would have been Sam Furstenberg instead. Well, <laughs> the directing might have been a little bit better. Well, I don't really know the directing would have made a whole lot of difference for this movie. It's pretty obvious what this is, and it's pretty standard stuff. And the direction isn't really going to change much about that. It's a pretty typical movie, all things considered. Even with the weird canon turns it has in places, it's still very, very safe.
1: Yeah, it's very, but it's super melodramatic, like extremely melodramatic. Yeah. Not it,
0: overwrought, it's just melodramatic. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, well, I don't really know what to say about it. It's like, do you want to move on to, like, your highlight and or lowlights? Well, it's like we basically ranted as much as we can on the first... It's like it's just a strange yeah, piece of film. And it's, like, literally the second, third film that they put out as Golden and Globus. I think it's, like, this is October 1980, so before this was schizoid and... Happy Hooker Goes to Hollywood, which was a holdover from the pre-Golden Globus days.
0: It's a sequel to a movie they had nothing to do with, basically. A
1: threequel
0: to a movie they had <laughs> nothing to do with. So, yeah, the, the thing with this movie is I kind of think the highlight and the lowlight are kind of intertwined. It's that the movie is very fast and it's always going places and there's always a new thing to see. But at the same time, it doesn't seem to know what to linger on for the right amount of time. So you're always wondering how much time has passed and why we're talking about this for a long period of time and not the other thing for a long period of time, which is what culminates in the ending of the movie, doing exactly that, where it just, like, is tonal whiplash because of it. So what you end up having is a movie that's pretty typical, but it moves fast, and yet, at the same time, it doesn't really know how to linger on the right things for long enough.
1: Yeah, it's like we know from the beginning, okay, they're going to New York. That's where they're going to be going. It's Mm -hmm. like just general knowledge of what the movie is. But the movie moves so fast, but even though it moves so fast for sinners, like, how have they not gotten to New York yet?
0: Because mm-hmm. they have to do every single thing along the way it's to like, get there.
1: Okay, and then they get to New York. And then once they get to New York, you know, this bustling, busy city, then the story slows down.
0: Yes, which is when you figure it would have started. And then it slows down a lot. It slows down, particularly when they get the baby, because once they get the baby all of a sudden it speeds up again to the point that oh yeah there's a montage that takes place over a year mhm and then right after that there's the confrontation where they have the breakdown and then you get that high speed ending and then it all ends yeah that that ending that was too fast for what the movie was like i said it's 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 a weird situation where the strength and the fault of the movie are uh, low light are both the same thing <laughs> It's a hard thing to describe, but it's, uh... All in all, like I said, it's just a pretty typical movie. If it wasn't for canon, it would pretty much be like anything else from that era, really. And I don't really think the title Teen Mothers has a whole lot to do with the movie. I know there's a teen mother in it, but...
1: And and there, like I said, there's there are teen mothers in it because there is it's a convent of pregnant women. But they all really the teen story. But they, yeah, other than they're brief, even though, like I said, it took so freaking long on that. Even though we go from, no, Alice, you need to give up your baby. It's like that's better for them to. Alice, I don't didn't want to lose my baby. I wanted to keep. Don't let them take it away from you, Alice. Don't let them take him away from you,
0: Alice. Which is Alice. Weird, like the next time you see her, yeah. <laughs> To the last time, it's a bizarre film. Like I said, it's, the canon weirdness is probably what helps it stand out though. Because otherwise it would just be pretty typical after school special type stuff. Which it more or less is. Yeah, I'll agree
1: with you that that whiplash back and forth of like
0: pacing is definitely
1: a humongous low light of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I'd also call out the acting wasn't that great. It was, it was typical, particularly
0: wooden. It's after school special even in the acting department. I but it
1: wasn't so. over a top enough. It's like there was no moments where I wanted to sit there and have me, you would think. Well, it's not saved by the bell. There's no extent (laughs) of like, I learned it from watching you, Dad. Like I said, it's not going to be anything like that. No, it was just very much like,
0: Alice, 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 Danny. Like I said, it's all, it's all pretty typical stuff from that time period.
1: The movie wasn't really Alice's movie, even though she's the titular teen mother. It,
0: uh, it was kind of both of them until they got to New York and then it's yeah. basically about his job and, and it's just like
1: okay no you stay you stay in the apartment now now it's all about uh, Danny and his his uh, adventures in New York while you're you're have a bun in your oven waiting to pop and then they have the, and then you decide to turn tricks immediately
0: after being told to go find a job yeah and then they they have the the conclusion at the end which is
1: And nothing wrong with sex work or sex works, but that was just such a random out-there turn for this character who, I was going to say is level-headed, but
0: not really. Well, the whole point is that uh, his the captain's sister was introduced earlier. He lives with her, and she's a prostitute, which is, like, you know, obvious for this type of movie. Okay. And then it ends up being... It ends up... It doesn't need to be, but it ends up being a Chekhov's gun later in the movie because she ends up going to her sister and asking for sex work for some reason. And it's so bizarre because like, normally when people need money, the first thing they think of is, okay, I'm going to try to find a job. Not the very first thing is, you know what? I know a prostitute. I'm going to get a job as a prostitute. That's not usually the first thing you think of, especially when you have a child who is being looked after by a guy who's not exactly all there. Who? Okay, so
1: this goes to my... Highlight of the film, mm-hmm. Vincent Schiavelli, a character actor that everybody knows yeah. When as soon as you see him, playing see Leo him. and an uh, escaped mental patient. Not really escaped, it's just that he was able to con them to let him, let him out of uh, the mental institution who lives at the apartments uh-huh. with them, near them, mm-hmm. and he is the most wholesome but also the darkest character <laughs> there. Mm -hmm. it's like it's like yeah no yeah martha 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 exists martha is a woman that he sees everywhere Mm -hmm. and he's looking for and is part of his mental uh, delusions Mm -hmm. um and in a long conversation he's like they is like no yeah leo just tell us does martha actually exist oh no martha martha exists Mm -hmm. until she didn't Mm -hmm. and then leo became a very angry man and I told, the, and Leo told the doctors, oh, oh yeah, did I didn't forget to mention that Leo always talks about himself in the third person. Yeah. And Leo told the doctors that Martha didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. But Leo was lying. And then, <laughs> and then they have a drink and everybody laughs it off. <laughs> uh, it's like, did you, did you kill the doctors and escape? Is that what you did, Leo?
0: <laughs> yeah. And then they have a drink and everybody laughs it off. And that's pretty much it. He's just in the background for the rest of the movie.
1: I I know J.D.'s highlight is when the uh, um, septuagenarian stripper goes, Leo,
0: let me hold the baby!
1: And he goes, no. And then she just (laughs) stares at the camera and screams.
0: (laughs) That's uh, one of the things I liked about the movie. Like I said, is the canon stuff, which is those types of side characters which they always had in these sorts of movies. In pretty much everything, they always have these types of characters, but they managed to uh, make it a bit more interesting at times when you know you know what's going to happen. It's pretty typical stuff. All all things considered, at least I, you have stuff oh like that God. to look forward to.
1: I have to say this, and I'm I'm really aging myself and putting myself in certain fandoms. This was basically could have been a sleazy Maison Ikaku.
0: That's right. He's a weeb. It, the but, in, but in
1: New York with Captain as the uh, as the the the, the house uh, landlord.
0: Uh. <laughs> that's, uh, that's one way to put it.
1: Yeah. Woof.
0: Woof. I'm sorry. It just popped in my head and now I just can't get rid of that image. Oh, boy. Uh, All right, then. You might as well just get to it, Randy. What are you going to give this movie out of five? Oddly enough, mm-hmm. I didn't hate it.
1: No, I didn't hate it either. It's a solid movie. It's not a good movie. No, it's Not just... an easy to find movie. Oh, boy. Is it not an easy to find movie? For no real reason, to be quite honest. It's a pretty um, typical it's, film. It's not... Offensive. It's fine. It's it's very much of its time. It's just like I those... give it a three. It's like it's an okay movie. It's like yeah, give it a watch if you're interested in canon, but eh, you don't really need to give it a watch either. But it's not like you it's need there. to go out of
0: your way to find, even though for some reason you do need to go out of your way to find this one. Though yeah,
1: we had to go out of our way to
0: find this, which is weird. Hint hint, it's on YouTube somewhere. Which also means because we found it now, it's probably going to get a release from Kino Lorber or something, just because
1: because they listen to Randy every week. <laughs>
0: Um, and yeah. they go, huh, they're talking about that movie again. Yeah, I'll also give it a three. It's fine, all things considered. I didn't hate it. I didn't really dislike it. And even though I had complaints about it, all in all, I was fine watching it. I didn't get... I wasn't I get bored. I, I wasn't, wasn't bored.
1: Yeah, it's it's not like some movies we've watched. The moves. It's, yeah, it's... That's fine. I don't really honestly see myself watching it again, but it's like, at the yeah. same time, I can't be like, no, you don't see this movie. It's like, if you run across it and you're interested in an oddity of the early days of canon...
0: Yeah.
1: Like they they showed this as Cannes Films Festival under the title Seas of Innocence. Like which, they thought this was going to be
0: something. Which is the only time it's been released here, apparently. Since and, and then
1: in U, and then in the US, I don't even know if it made it into theater, but in the US on VHS it was just Teen Mothers. Yeah,
0: and which it is was, a weird title.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. But yeah like it's I said, fine. it's it's a fine movie. It's a totally okay film. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, not highly recommended, but also not. Hmm. It, is it's, it is. It's just it is what it is. It's hmm. it's a it's, a, it's a, a solid piece of melodrama. Yeah.
0: So if you feel like it, give it a watch If not, you're not missing out on much
1: And I apologize for all the yelling of Alice That really <laughs> made me laugh so hard for some reason Yeah, alright
0: then I guess that's all we gotta say about this one not Also, the trailer Alice. is really hard to find Yeah, so you're gonna get uh, Not any trailer for this episode Sorry, you have to just put up with me and JD's voices yeah, That's about it Alright everybody, we'll see you next time Continue our cruise to the Canning Catalog Goodbye 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 <laughs>
1: Films and we're dynamite.